Hi everyone, welcome. This is Light and Life. I'm Ifiulua Abigune. Light and Life is a platform where you can have the summary of the Nigerian Baptist Sunday School lessons ahead of Sunday. And I'm welcoming you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue on how God's people praise the Lord, we want to learn from David today. Last week it was on Moses and Miriam. And today we want to see how David dances before the ark. David dances before the ark. Read Second Samuel 6, 1 to 5 and 14 to 19. This is where the lesson is taken from. And quickly before we continue in the lesson, I want to give us a little introduction, which our lesson is having its foundation upon. Generally, we all know that the national flag of any nation is symbolic and it gives the identity of the nation but one thing that becomes an obvious truth is that when a nation is being defeated in war by another nation the flag is being taken over automatically to by the other nation the other country defeating this country so this is what we could also see as symbolic or let me say as similar thank you that's the best word to to use i beg your pardon uh, symbolic and uh, similar to what the Israelite also experienced at that time. We see same for them. What they hold on to wasn't a national flag, but what they held on to was the Ark of God, which we call also the Covenant Box. This is what they see to them as their own symbol of identity, as their own recognition. And then the Philistine captured it, and while it was captured, it remained with the Philistine for so long, uh, a, a, a period of seven months. But we want to see in the lesson today how the ark was recovered. And when it was recovered, what became the reaction of the people, especially the king in throne as at that time? And that was David. So we want to see more of what David did and learn well from this. So this is all about our lesson today. Quickly to the golden text. A golden text is taken from 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 5. It reads, David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord, with songs and with harps, lyrics, tambourine, sistrums, and cymbals. Let us pray. Father, we bless you, O Lord God of heaven. We appreciate you because everything we have and we will be is you. Thank you for a privilege to know you and to hear always from you. As we come again this day, we pray that you will accept us and you make our heart receptive to your word in Jesus' name. This is your word as it comes to us. Grant unto us the grace to have a concern of praise lifted up to you always, not minding whatever it is. But always that we would not be ashamed of your praise and worship. We receive this grace that we worship you as you expect of us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The first part of our lesson says the covenant box brought to Jerusalem. Let's read Second Samuel 6, 1 to 5. Just as the foundation has been able to tell us that the ark of God was captured by the Philistine and it remained with them for several months. David, when he became king, see this as a great concern. And no matter what, 
the ark of God, as symbolic as it is, must be returned back to the land of Jerusalem. And don't let us forget then that Jerusalem has become the cap, the political capital, you know, city or kingdom for the Israelite. And then David did all to ensure that this ark returns. And in all, as part of the preparation, he gathered the choice men of Israel. He gathered 30,000 soldiers led by, uh, led by, uh, he led them all to Baal um, in Judah and led by other priests, you know, as this is also something spiritual, both physical and spiritual. Spiritual in the sense that they are going out in capturing back of the ark of God, which is something spiritually symbolic, as physical as it is as well. So in all of this, we see what David was said to do. And what becomes a concern to you and I is what this ark of God is. And while we can as well learn from it today, the ark of God for the children of Israel symbolizes God's presence, the glory of God with them. And what it actually contains is a reference to all that the Lord has been able to do for them in history. We see inside of it, we have the tablet of stone of, of, um, of, of that which Moses used in writing the Ten Commandments. We also see inside is a jar of manna that reflect a memory of what the people were fed with of God's provision for them in the wilderness. We also see Aaron's rod, which is symbolic for the saving grace of God, the children of Israel. These were what were contained in this ark of God that reflects the glory of God. It is a presence of God. And this becomes why Moses, uh, sorry, David had this concern that how can we make something so symbolic to us, having beyond the physical, you know, reflection of all of these things that are inside, but still have a spiritual implication to be left out. And he gathered the people. And we see that as they did that, he went on not only with all of that, but also ensuring that with all their might, they were celebrating and singing with instruments, musical instruments in praise of God when they were able <clears throat> to get the ark back from Philistine. And this reflects to us a lesson also. Physically, we may not have the ark of God around us today. We may not even know what it is, as some of us don't even know what it is other than what the Bible recorded for us, and we come to consciously understand. But individually, we have as Christians, as believers who has been born again, we are custodian of God's presence. We are the reflector of it. We house God in us because he is within us, the presence of God within us. The concern of this now becomes so powerful that whatever it is and whatever we can ensure of ourselves, we must continually reflect this. Nothing must make this not happen. And how this can stay is our life reflecting the worship of God. David understood this. And that was why he gathered men. He gathered everybody. And they were able to do all that was necessary to ensure that the presence of God returned back to what? To Jerusalem. It returns to the Israelite. It becomes something prominent. You know, nothing, something no longer in obscurity. Not something hidden. So how would we also hide the glory of God inside us? How are we going to hide 
the faithfulness of God that we have come to enjoy. Don't let us forget that the ark of God symbolizes God's faithfulness to the children of Israel as well as it is God's presence all around them. So why would God have been faithful in time past until now? And we will not be able to have a reflection of it for everybody around us. So this calls for a concern for you and I as Christians that we must be able to hold on to the landmark of God's faithfulness to us. Things that we've come to know physically, things that we've come to enjoy spiritually. Let the world around us know. And how do we do this? In worship. In worship. In praise of him. In serving him. You know, this is all that we talk of when we say we are worshiping God. And this David was able to do with the people. So this become a concern for you and I to learn from this part. That whatever may want to hinder us, we must not allow. We must ensure that the presence of God in us is shown to everyone. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. The second part of the lesson is David's unrestrained worship. The truth here is there is a need for us to understand that our worship before God has no restraint, must not be presented in any way that would bring resentment, but rather in a way that will be a total reflection of our gratitude, celebration, and appreciation to God. Read Second Samuel 6, 14 to 15. But before this part, what we have preceding this part is Uzzah trying to, you know, still take a little guard of the hack of God, the hack of God that doesn't need its support. And in understanding that, no one, no one can just touch this hack of God because it's something holy. It's something, you know, it's something we call the presence of God. So it, it, it's forbidden to have disobeyed the injunction of God. And we see that he was struck dead for that. And fear gripped everybody, including David. He decided now to make the ark of God stay at first, at first at Obedidium house. But God decided to bless the man who was not, you know, afraid. Neither was he was ready to, 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 to fear him, you know, to fear him of saying, oh, this God, you, you are too powerful to behold. You are too powerful to worship. So as powerful as you are, we'll put you aside will not will not reference you neither do we take you as anything worth being appreciated you know but obediodum could understand beyond what it is and god blessed him when david heard about what god has done he was now very conscious of the fact that oh no 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 instead of what he has done he would rather come back now and shows to the lord better you know understanding of who god is for he's a God to be worshipped anytime, any day, no matter what. And this was how he decided to give an unrestrained worship that everybody will be the particular of God's presence. It is not just to one house. It is not just to be hidden. It is for everybody. And he did that. And we see that in worshipping God, it also calls for us a concern that it is a worship of to the totality, a worship that involves the totality of our life. David did this. He was actually putting up in a lining cloth, a careless what it is. As a king, he joined everybody. He joined the priest, he joined the people with musical instruments, and they were praising God together. He was dancing with all his might, uncontrollable. And this become a concern to you and I. Who are you? 
and what have you become that you see yourself as something so great or you see yourself as almighty or you see yourself as someone who has a class that you need to package yourself and prove to your world mm, what everybody is doing I can't join them to do because I am different or I carry a status that must not be stained with anything <laughs> not with the praise of God all the shoulder pads that people may want to prove out or shows because of their status or class is nothing before the Lord do you know what David was able to realize David realized that he's worshiping the king of kings and the Lord of lords the one who has put him in throne in power the one who alone is above all and the consciousness of this makes him see himself as just mere human non nobody but just someone who has received God's help God's grace God's mercy and that is what everybody is enjoying so even if you are rich humble yourself and worship God even if you have the best clothes to wear even in the place of worship do not you know refrain yourself from worshiping God throw yourself down when you need to throw yourself down and roll and express an uncontrollable worship and thanksgiving to God from the heart that is really really grateful and sincere in praise and worship of God this is a concern to everyone that nothing whatsoever must be a distraction to us not our status not anything not even anything around us not the sound of noise or people's comment but what we are doing to God that he actually deserves her praise and do you know what for everything the Lord has done it deserves praise so when we are conscious of his goodness we will show gratitude and in showing gratitude whatever it will take we must be ready to do to our Lord and this is what David was able to do here giving an unrestrained worship to God and the last part we see is which is the last part of our lesson Michael despised David second Samuel 16 to 19 he Sorry, she, I beg your pardon, the wife of David, the daughter of Saul, felt that how would a king be dancing this way? And he reproached and despised David for that. But what do we see the Lord says to us? The word of God says to us, she remained barren for that. It's a warning for you and I too, that we should live our life consciously of the fact that we must not despise anyone. Neither should we belittle the praise of our God anytime, any day. Let's join together and praise the Lord. This is the end of our lesson. I'm wishing us all a glorious service. I pray the Lord bless us as we live on in praise of our Lord always in Jesus' name. Bye, everyone.